Welcome to the Sports Class with Justin and Jamal. Friday, October 27th. Welcome to the Sports Class with Justin Jamal. I'm Jamal Cox and I'm joined by a guy who loves to bet the under. Justin Kelly, say hi to the people. JC, what's up? We're back on a Friday. God, it feels good to be here on a Friday again. How are you, pal? I'm doing well. I'm like waiting all day for a Friday night. I'm so excited to see you. Absolutely. Right back at you. Agreed. Agreed. The only thing that's put a, a damper on my Friday was the result of that Toronto Raptors game earlier. What a, uh, what a wild ending. Quite bizarre at the end of the Raps tonight in Chicago. It's early in the season. We were joking around earlier about how that first three months after your child is born is called the uh, the fourth trimester and they're kind of still essentially in the womb and getting used to the world i feel like this is like the raptors fourth trimester of the preseason there were there were some egregious turnovers late i won't name any names but they uh they lost me a few shekels and and they should they should have taken care of the game so i'm a little bit sour but otherwise i'm good to go <laughs> that game was so up and down i just stumbled into the last maybe 5 minutes of the fourth quarter and then overtime and yeah it was it was something else former raptor demar derozan trying his best to lose it for the bulls no shrieking from his daughter on the sidelines <laughs> um interesting plays all over the place it was exciting nba fever the season started catch it <laughs> there's nothing like a alex caruso dagger to, to really get you going in one way or another on a friday night gig him alex <laughs> that's right so talking about the uh, NBA's Raptors, I want to hear a little bit about your Raptors. Oh, the Carnarvon Raptors. Yes, sir. We had a little activity last night with um, your favorite U11 girls team, the Carnarvon Raptors. Uh, we uh, we played our third game, and yeah, yeah, we took the L, but it's not about DL, JC. We discussed last week. It's, it's not about it's DL. It's not about DL. We, um, again, we showed some serious, serious growth uh, last night over at Lansdowne. Girls played great, played really hard. Teamwork was at a high level. Moved the ball. We really moved the ball well last night. We haven't seen that yet out of the U11 wraps. They moved the ball well. We had a little better shot making. Rebounding was improved. Every week, it's getting better. That's what I'm stressing. That's what I'm stressing to my wraps. Every week, it gets better. We're building the foundation. And uh, yeah, there was. Um, it was fun. It was so fun. Uh, more personally, and it's not about that, but more personally, um, my daughter Quincy had her best game, even hit a full-size free throw. Nice. Yeah, nice-looking stroke from the free throw line. Shaq can't even do that. <laughs> Shaq attack, baby. Yeah, she had a nice block and a couple of nice plays, a little bit of shot making. It was good to see. We had a. It was a nice time. You know what I really enjoyed? You know what I really enjoyed about being being sort of back in this environment with my kids in the basketball environment something that I love so much is being back in that that gym that has that that energy and that feel to it of the some crowd some parents watching the team waiting to get on like the noise of it all the 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 squeaking shoes the bounce of the ball the ball is tipped the all of it man <laughs> I, I'm enjoying being back in that environment it's a cycle of life right like you kind of 
Yeah. And then you get to, to see it through your, your daughter's eyes, but also get to be a participant and be a coach. Do you find yourself getting the like pregame butterfly, like the jitters? Um, A little bit, actually. Yeah. Butterflies would be a bit strong, but certainly even like coming on a Friday night to do the pod with you, it's like you're kind of thinking about it throughout the day intermittently as you go about your day. Right. And you want it. You want it to go well for everybody. In this case, you want everybody to have a good time and, and again, to to have to see some improvement. So. Yeah, no, it's pretty fun. I actually wasn't coaching. I wasn't on the bench last night, so I didn't get a chance to to snap a clipboard or throw a chair like Bobby Knight <laughs> last night. Bobby Knight <laughs> reference, yes. But um, I was uh, I was scorekeeping and uh, last night, and I actually ended up saddled up beside um, a young woman that I went to high school with, who's the same age as me. That's awesome. In fact, I saw three people I went to high school with in the gym last night that had the energy I just described quite something to see some old pals from high school there as a 40 year old male coach slash scorekeeper in this case. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. It, on that same, uh, that same note, I just was on Facebook and my high school 25 year reunion reunion is like happening as we speak right yeah. now. I am not there, obviously, but um, man, yeah, it's so interesting how things come full circle back to. Are we taking the pod? Are we taking the pod back to Glen Allen for the twenty-five year reunion? I wish, man. Hey, they had a... work your way through a couple of classmates. I can pepper in some questions. Who's this guy? <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of dirt to be uh, to be thrown about couple some old of those stories, silly things I did back in the day. Yeah, the J.R. Tucker Tigers football team had uh, their homecoming game tonight against the Glen Allen Jaguars. That's fun. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't have the result in front of me right now, but uh, I'll get it tomorrow. So we'll see. Hopefully the uh, orange and blue took care of business. Would you ever entertain going back for a big uh, reunion, like a 25-year or 30-year, you know, whichever? I would. I would. I, I'd love to. I missed my 10-year because I was uh, in San Francisco and couldn't get back for it. Um, so I missed this one too, but hopefully down the road, my, my mother-in-law just went to her, I believe like 60th. So it's aspirational. Hopefully I go back and, and see the buddies at that point, but you know, hopefully sooner than that, maybe for the 30th, I'll be back in attendance. Speaking of the, uh, the Tucker football team, tell me about uh, your son's newfound, uh, energy around the sport of football and, and sports in general. Yeah. Thanks for asking. As we stay in the parenting lane. You're just talking about Quincy's uh, success on the court. Nico's been coming home. Nico's my my six year old. If you keep him scored home, and he's been coming home lately, and just been more inclined to get out and do some sports. So, my buddy Pat, who I've mentioned before, who visited us a few weeks back, he uh, brought some gifts for the kids. One of them was a little like kind of Nerf football, and it was one of those things. It's pretty funny. Like I played football as a kid, but didn't really think that I was going to get my kids into it so much. Yeah. And I don't know, we just kind of start throwing the ball around. So we've been out back uh, periodically if the weather has been nice enough, just kind of throwing it. And it's so funny. Um, just harkens back to so many moments I've had with my dad playing catch as well. And just showing them how to grip the ball and the laces, nice. Nice. how to like pronate and throw a spiral nice. and just the elation that they get when they have, everything comes together right because it's so easy to be like oh yeah you just do this you take the ball back you do this and da, 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 and then it ends up with this result but you know you know hours and hours just like your jumper like hours of just working at that craft to get it to where you want it to be so 
There's been a few spirals that have been really nice, little 10, 15-yard passes. The other day I had them running routes for the love first that. time. I love that. They don't really get the concept. That's early. Yet. It's early. And I'm like, hey, you need to run a dagger and make sure you get off the press coverage, create space, see the ball in, high point it, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then run after catch. Yeah, totally. Yak. Exactly. Yeah. So we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. And just to let them know, like, hey, before you turn your head, the ball's going to be in the air. So if you don't have your hands up, it's going to break your nose. <laughs> a Brady Bunch situation about to happen. Yeah, for real. But yeah, it's been cool. And as well, like, we do the Tuesday night basketball thing. He's been getting shots up. And he, as soon as we get in the car, he's like, oh, I've made four tonight. Shooting or, well on Tuesday nights from, yeah. my, from my viewpoint. It's fun. Like, I just peek over sometimes periodically and see him working and trying to find space. And then, you know, kind of hesitating, his little double clutch. And yep. then he puts up his little lefty shot. He is a lefty. Goes we in. love a lefty. We love a lefty, for sure. But yeah, it's been good, man. It's been really fun just... Um, seeing that growth and it's another way that we can bond. So that's really special too. Yeah. It's very neat. Very yeah. neat. While we're talking, uh, neighborhood stuff and a little autumnal action, Ooh, great word. we're entering, uh, we're entering Halloween season. We were talking, we talked a little Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago. Let's talk a little Halloween. Say Halloween. What, uh, generally speaking, are we into it? No. You're not. I don't like it. Come on, Jamal. Don't be negative. But I'm the only one in the house that doesn't like it. Everyone else is hyped in the yeah. Cox residence. 75% of the house is 100% in. The other 75 that I saw on my way in, they seem pretty excited about it. One of them was still in costume. Yeah. Full costume. <laughs> Face paint included. Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> he, he looked great. Everyone looked great, but he looked great in particular. Yeah, yeah. Julia really gets into Halloween. She loves crafting. She loves uh, building outfits. Kind of last night, actually, I will say, as someone who is a bit of a hater of Halloween, Dante was kind of prepping his his look for tonight's um, event that was happening at, at the elementary school. And I tried to push him to do it a little bit further. So I was like, oh, you're doing this? This is like a, an original character. What's the backstory? So then we started working through the backstory Ooh. to kind of help develop this character. A little, little method acting. Exactly. Like, does Love this character that. have any powers? Love that. Are they good? Are they evil? Is there Ooh. duality? Kind of like Darth Vader here. Good work, Dad. Yeah. Little, little creativity. So it was fun. So we explored those those mm. different aspects. And nice. I think that's in part what the, like, you saw the, the face paint that was like half and half. This is kind of a, yeah. you know... Uh, two-facedness of yes. his character so to speak so yeah so you know i ride along i don't want to uh rain on my kids parade so i do do the thing but typically i don't you know i don't really dress up and get into the costume thing so no costume for you on tuesday night when you guys are out trick-or-treating no i might put on a funky hat or do something like that yeah. if, it, if the weather is warm enough maybe i would put on some tennis gear and and be a tennis guy, which is, you know, true to form. But <laughs> but I think that uh, I probably won't do that. But you know what? It's funny. I don't know about you, but, like, my kids vacillate back and forth so much about what their costumes are. So I'm actually happy that several days before, it seems like we've solidified what's going to go down on Tuesday. Because mm -hmm. I've had instances in the past where we're, like, hour, two hours away from actually leaving to go do the trick-or-treating. Yeah. And, and we still we're don't still have it. Trying to fix it. That's a scary place to be. 
How about you? Are your kids into the costumes? Do you do costumes? My kids are. Uh, I don't do costumes. I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not a lover of dressing up. Uh, my kids are into the costumes though, but not not like over the top. The wind up for Halloween doesn't start weeks in advance at my place. Like it's just kind of got started in the last couple of days as we've sort of acquired some more of the costumes. Nice. Yeah, we're not over the top excited yet. However, when we hit Tuesday afternoon i think we'll all be pretty excited to get out there and try and steal a couple of coffee crisps <laughs> do you typically do y'all do like a theme where everybody kind of hey like the the three sisters like are doing no a, no okay no, it's just no, kind of a free-for-all yeah. like everybody's a free agent totally okay everyone's independent of each other we've got some hand-me-down action uh let's also stay warm and not like fall in a puddle so yeah we're not over the top uh rumor is though this is kind of an interesting costume i think uh leader in the clubhouse as we head into uh late friday evening one of them may dress up as uh frida kahlo hey it's pretty good frida kahlo as do i we uh we had a mock-up of the unibrow the other day we had a mock-up of the unibrow the other day and i thought it looked pretty damn good that's awesome Yeah, yeah so that's good that's great. I would love to see that. I would have to. We have to share some photos there mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, could change though. Still a lot of time. Still a lot of time before we get to Halloween. What's um? Speaking of costumes, do you have a when you were into Halloween? If you were ever into Halloween, do you have a costume as a kid, as a teenager, as a, maybe a early twenty something costume that that sticks out in your memory? I got a couple briefly. I'll run through one of them and the, see if you get this reference. And I think you will if I know you. Like, I think I know you. So I just showed you before off mic that it is quite warm in Richmond right now. It's almost 30 degrees Celsius. Yeah. So we would have a lot of warm uh, Halloweens so you could just kind of wear what you want. Like, nice. whereas I've talked to a lot of Canadians that are saying, you got a oh, bundle. Right. You got a bundle. You got a bundle. Like, yeah. it didn't matter what I was actually wearing because I had to have a snowsuit on it because I'm in Saskatchewan or I'm, I'm in Calgary or what have you. Yeah. So I always had the freedom to actually kind of do fun things in richmond it is snowing to our listeners in alberta it's been snowing in alberta the last couple of days Oof. yeah it's a tough ride Snowing before halloween Oof. yeah i remember when i was going to college there as an aside it was like if we can make it past halloween without snow everyone was pretty happy about it go on richmond 30 degrees as you were <laughs> so one year it was actually a bit colder but i went uh, out with some friends and me and a friend decided we were gonna be crisscross the rappers crisscross they'll make you jump so you wore your pants in reverse and your shirt in reverse not easy to use the bathroom that way if you if you've ever uh, done that if you gotta go in a pinch but yes we did a crisscross i think i had like a flannel like a red flannel red and black kind of classic um lumberjack and then uh my buddy had like a blue flannel and we just did the reverse kind of crisscross thing and, and and went around looking for full candy bars we haven't talked about this but i went as crisscross for halloween in grade at in grade six are you serious absolutely i think it was it was around the same like it was absolutely no, i'm a little older but halloween day in grade same. six at america yeah. beach elementary i went as crisscross that's awesome how about that how about that for some patigo jamal a brother from another mother wow Ah, <laughs> uh, that's something else and listeners that's at home something else that's, we that's, hadn't talked about that that's by totally the way. off the cuff that's that was great. not rehearsed that's great yeah that, that was one of my favorites um, another thing that I, I, one of my favorite things or something that I do equate with, um, Halloween is, is obviously candy mm. and candy has been in my house. Candy is dandy. Yes. 
until it's not. It's been in my house for like the past month. I think like Julia went on like a Costco run or something like that. Uh-huh. I was like, oh yeah, I'll just like. Get- what do you? Come on, cut to the chase. What are you into? Coffee Crisp, Kit Kat. Mm-hmm. Been just nipping on those for the past few weeks, and they're all gone. <laughs> they're all gone. They're all now. gone. We, we got to re up. We had to re up. We had to re up the other day because I was eating all of them. But yeah, those are my go tos. Um, for can you describe to our few American listeners what is a coffee crisp? Because we don't have them. Yeah, uh, state question. What's did, a coffee crisp? Mm. Yellow wrapper. Yellow wrapper, sort of chocolate wafer, chocolate wafer, chocolate, and then just there's just a sprinkle of that coffee goodness. That just Wet the, cap. A little of that wet wet cap vibe, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, not too strong. Just even if you don't like coffee, as you don't. Yeah, there's something pungent about the coffee flavor. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice. It speaks to me, and I'm not a coffee drinker, but yeah. something about that manufactured chemical coffee flavor that it just works. I'm sure this year I haven't seen any fun sized air quotes fun size candy yet. <laughs> Hasn't come across my desk, but I'm sure every year it seems to be getting smaller and smaller and less and less. Those Skittles packs, I'm sure, are gonna have four Skittles this year. Lucky us. <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go-to? What's the candy you like to snack on that's uh, around the house? I'll, I'll go for the aforementioned O'Henry. You mm. throw a peanut M&M at me, and I have a hard time saying no, if I'm yes. being honest. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of where I land. What? Coffee crisp. That's about it. No Smarties. Too hard on the old, on the uh, on the teeth bones. Uh, that's about it, yeah. So, listeners at home, American Smarties are kind of similar to M&Ms up here. The chalky... Uh, Smarties that we're accustomed to are called Rockets up here. Yeah, I like Rockets. Do you like Rockets? Uh, You know what? I do. Yeah, I'll steal Rockets rockets out of my kid's stash. I'll steal Rockets out of my kid's stash. Yeah, I mess around. You can only have a few, though. It's like like a... It's a zinger. It's it's like a a frenemy, right? You can... Small doses. Your dentist loves it. (laughs) Uh, Two quick Halloween costumes that jump to mind from my past, if I may. Please. As an adult, mm, mid-20s, I went as Elvis Stoico to a Halloween party. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Triple axles. Tight black pants, um, silver sequin shirt, shimmering in the wind, chest hair, poofing out. Um, I had this curly black wig that was really, really what brought it together. And then a pair of white figure skates over my shoulder. That's brilliant. Yeah. You got photos? Uh, I don't actually don't think I have. No, I'll dig. I'll try and dig one up. It was so good though. Everyone was like, "Yeah, you're Elvis Stoico." Like, I'm like, I nailed it. Like one of the like few right to- away. People, one of the few times I actually nailed it. Non figure skating fans were like, "God, that's Elvis Stoico." <laughs> was it a Winter Olympic year? Do you recall? <laughs> <laughs> I do not recall. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Had to ask. Yeah, good question. Great, great party. I don't remember if it was a Winter Olympic year. And then uh, going back to you saying just you jog something there, saying you got sort of down to the nitty gritty the last few hours before trick or treating, and you didn't quite have a costume. My parents were split up, so I spent a week with my mom and then a week with my dad for my entire life growing up. I landed with my dad for one Halloween. We did not have a costume organized. I didn't have the craftiness or the artistic flair that my mom might have, just my dad and I in the little house in Black Creek. So uh, we went, we had a like an Air Jordan black tracksuit that we turned inside out. And my dad took white masking tape <laughs> and did like lines, you know, sort of horizontal yeah. lines, like, a, um, like an inmate, like a prison inmate. That was the costume. <laughs> <laughs> he might have had a couple of tinnies that, that night. 
And that's what I went with. And it was bad, JC. It was bad. Bad. We wrote, it was bad, man. I thought you were going to say a skeleton at first. No, that would have been better. No, I went as an inmate. An inmate. Oh. I think that was grade five, year after I went as as um, crisscross. But yeah, I went as, uh, it was a bad, I remember thinking at the time, like this, dad, this isn't great, man. I'm glad you didn't become another statistic. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got one more. Go. Just it came to mind, and I, I can't believe I didn't think about this initially. Uh, Julie and I, we started um, dating or what have you, October fifth, two thousand seven. Hey so one of the first like party, like what, like first our first yeah. Halloween party yeah. we went to, we had, cool. uh, Oakland Hills, um, this ridiculous house. I, I I don't think I could ever get back to this place. I don't even know how we got there. Just labyrinth uh, to get up there. Anyway, <laughs> we had a sort of a theme costume thing. And um, so this is, I'm in my late 20s, and I was Lil John. Yeah. All night. Really? That's fun, though. All night, just walking around up to people, playing it up. Because I had dreads. For those who don't know, I had long dreads at Bring them back. Bring them back. I got a fake grill. Yeah. I had uh, this red Adidas tracksuit. Mm. Julia made me um, this fake medallion we had it for a long time i don't think we still had it but i think it says like uh crunk or crunk juice or something yeah. like that if you yep. remember little john of course so i was like walking up to people in character the whole night just that like... wouldn't have got annoying up. <laughs> i also had uh some sort of a like fake pinky ring or ring and i was asking people to kiss the <laughs> kiss the it. ring little crunk juice floating on that one from the window oh i love to that. the wall but uh, that was a good one. The night didn't last that long, though, because I, I went a little too hard. My friend Arthur <laughs> was a uh, he was a, a mobile bar. So literally, he had built this thing, almost kind of like a sandwich board setup that he had like a kind of like a bartending yeah. kind of get up yeah. with this thing attached and like had it all. He worked for Wikipedia for a number of years. Really smart guy. But he had this setup where he had like a bottle of, I think, like rum. He was a bar. Bottle. He was the bar. Fun. He was walking around. Fun. What a genius thing no like in your 20s to like just be like, that's how you make friends at a party if Absolutely. you don't know anyone. Absolutely. You walk around and you are the bar. Yeah. It was amazing. It was good, awesome. for, good for Arthur. Yeah. But I ended up hurling and uh, falling asleep <laughs> on a, in, a, <laughs> in a tent uh, on a deck. Yeah. Exactly. It's a rough morning after. Ah, good for you. It happens happens to everyone. Good on you. Halloween Halloween always is a bit of a letdown. You know, like I'm, yeah. I'm happy to hear you went for it. You tried to make the best of a bad I'm just trying to just trying to brighten your day. Also, if um you're in the interior, this is important actually. Let's give a little shout out to uh if you're in the interior, if you're a listener in the interior, close to it, Kelowna, Penticton, I don't know, let's stretch it out all the way to the Alberta border. Go to McMillan Farms tomorrow. Our friend Kid Combo, yeah. aka Big Pat, Podcast Pat, friend of the show, he's a pumpkin, pumpkin slanger. They're doing a great, great job. McMillan Farms in Kelowna. If you haven't been, go. If you want to get in the spirit of things, you should go tomorrow, JC. It's going to be buzzing tomorrow at McMillan Farms. Go to it. Great call out. I love uh, his Instagram and seeing what they're up to on the farm. So it's cool to see doing a lot of doing his thing. Yeah, kind of like uh, kind of like roll off uh, pump the roll off pumpkin farm of TLC fame. A little bit of that happening at McMillan Farms. It's a family business, big family, lot of kids, beautiful kids. Check them out. Nice, nice. 
So last week, Justin mentioned that we had some things cooking, and uh, we're going to share that news with you once it became solidified, and, and it is now. And that is that we have secured a sponsorship and a partnership with BetStamp. Your boys on the gloss got a deal. <laughs> How about that? No one, no one saw that coming, JC. <laughs> really excited to be partnered with BetStamp. Very BetStamp is is a wonderful app that helps manage helps you manage your your betting process. So they give you real time bet tracking, analysis, um, odds comparisons, which is really handy if you want to just look at the across the different books and see who's got that under that you like. And then uh, also you can track your friends and and uh, your favorite handicappers. So we're really Really excited to be working with BetStamp. Sports betting is obviously a sort of burgeoning market. You know, by the day there's new stuff happening in this in this area in terms of sports betting. So, really, really cool and really fun and exciting for us that that BetStamp reached out to us and and wanted to create a little partnership here. And and yeah, we're we're really hyped on it. AJC, eh, I'm loving it. It's just, it's add a little extra spice to watching some of these games when you got like a, a parlay rolling or you know, uh, you're hoping that the Raptors don't let you down in the end like they did tonight. It's funny because we've sort of organically been sort of talking about sports betting and spreads and picking a winner and you and I betting spicy chicken sandwiches. Yeah. It's just sort of naturally happened between us over the last little bit. So then a couple of weeks ago, BetStamp reaches out and explains sort of what they're about and, and how maybe we could work together. So yeah, really cool, really cool little opportunity for us. And we're fucking thrilled. Yeah, and you're going to benefit from it too, so we'll tell you a little bit more about that in the next little bit. Let's take a break. Sports Gloss is happy to partner with BetStamp. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the simplest way to maximize your profits, and there's never been a better time to sign up than now. When you visit our page, signupexpert.com SG, you'll be connected to all the sportsbooks in your region, along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All of these sportsbooks have valuable sign-up offers for new users, and when you register through our link, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. If you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand, please consider signing up for your next sportsbook at signupexpert.com SG. Speaking of BetStamp, our new sponsor, let's talk about something that we do really well here on the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Let's talk a little college football, a little CFB. Quickly, let's go back to last week. The game of the weekend, Jamal, was Ohio State versus Penn State. Maserati Marvin Harrison Jr. and the Bucks lay the beats to the Nittany Lions, as I think we both predicted. Yeah. Nittany Lions do not have the juice. They just they just don't have it. Also in the Big Ten, as we stay in the Big Ten. Uh, oh, we'll get there in a second. The, uh, the Michigan Wolverines lay an absolute whooping on little brother 49 Bagel last weekend as well. Lots going on, JC. Let's look forward to tomorrow. Anything, um, anything grabbing your attention? It's there's not a super exciting slate of college games, if we're being honest. Unless you're running a lot of parlays, which I know you now are. What uh, <laughs> what's jumping out for you tomorrow? Let's stay local for a second. Sure. What do you think about what's happened with the University of Washington? You know what? Washington escaped last week. That was kind of crazy. If you would have told me that Ooh. Washington is going to win without scoring an offensive touchdown, I would have called you crazy. And That's one of those games, sorry to interrupt you, that's one yeah. of those games that here in Canada, we don't have the Pac-12 network. We don't have Fox Sports 1. That was a hard one to find if you weren't 
diligently checking the ticker. And when I saw the score of that the next morning, I was caught in a Wolverine frenzy on Saturday night, as you well know. <laughs> I uh, When I saw the score of that game the next day, I was surprised. Yeah, big time. Yow. I actually found a link. I was watching the game, and I... I was a bit choked because I thought, okay, this is such a letdown. This wasn't what I thought it would be as far as like a trap game. They're at home, yeah. night game, and they were struggling. Struggling, UW was struggling. But a pick six turns everything around. Three field goals later, they escape, and they live to, to fight another day. They trusted their college kicker. Must <laughs> must be an Aussie. Go on. The big thing is, uh, yeah, they, they escape, and it doesn't matter what the result was because they're, they're still undefeated, still at the top of the food chain there in the Pac-12. They get Stanford tomorrow, heavy, heavy favorites. Uh, I think somewhere around 21 points, something like that. Mm-hmm. But this is a really interesting stretch for them. It only gets harder as we go. I just want to outline what Washington lies what lies ahead for, for UW. They get Stanford. They should take care of business. They get a really kind of enigmatic USC team next. Then they get Utah. Then they get Oregon State. Then there's the Apple Cup. So On Black Friday, the Apple Cup. Yes, sir. So it's going to be an interesting stretch to watch here because I think I can't Tough speak for schedule. you. Tough schedule. Stanford, USC, Utah, then Wazoo. Yeah. Can't speak for you, but I'm kind of rooting for them to come out on top here. I yeah, would love too. to see a Washington-Michigan Rose Bowl. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Book a flight to Pasadena oh. by the end of next week. You mentioned Utah. Let's briefly talk probably, to me, the most exciting game of the college football slate tomorrow. Let's talk number eight, Oregon versus number 13, Utah. As mentioned on last week's pod, I said, give me the Utes, give me the Utes. And we hit pay dirt with the Utes <laughs> last week. Yes. How do you feel about Oregon and Utah tomorrow? To me, that's the game of the day. It is, definitely. Number eight, Oregon going into Salt Lake City to play 13, Utah. College game day in Salt Lake City tomorrow. Yeah, we saw Kyle Winningham uh, doing a little arm wrestling with your boy Pat McAfee today. I saw Pat McAfee mention something about soaking. <laughs> I thought that was a little egregious and uncalled for. For sure. For a guy who's always sleeves optional, that's a bit much. Ah, <laughs> but uh, he's like me in the summer of 2005. <laughs> Gold chain too? No, never. <laughs> Oregon is a six and a half point favorite, which I think is w- just wild. Yeah, me too. Uh, you can get that line at a uh, pinnacle if you shout out to Bed Stamp. Yeah, yes, sir. It's wild to me to go into Salt Lake City, Mm-mm. which is a bit of a fortress. Mm-mm. Rice Eccles Stadium is a crazy barn. Yes. Um, and Oregon was sweating a little bit against Wazoo last time out. So I said it before. I'll say it again. Give me the Utes. I, I take the Utes at least to cover on this line, but I wouldn't be surprised if they, they come away with the victory for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Another big game tomorrow. Uh, the aforementioned soaking BYUs <laughs> and Texas. The interesting thing about Texas is... Is that their college quarter or their quarterback? Quinn Ewers. Thank you. Uh, he's out. He's got a AC joint issue, as I think I do too. Uh, he's got an AC joint issue. They got they've got uh, this kid Malik Murphy, big, tall, strong kid, five star kid, as you would expect from Texas, who who is going to start tomorrow, and I'm sure he's going to play really well. But uh, what's really exciting for if you're a football fan is 
is the third stringer, tomorrow the second stringer, one Arch Manning yes. of the Manning quarterback King family. Yeah, he's the fourth in the line. He's not Peyton's son. He's not Eli's son. He's Koopa's son. <laughs> yeah, and you know, there's a lot of hype obviously coming out of that family. Like the lineage is incredible, you know, incredible, incredible. and renowned. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've all been waiting. This guy's got a huge nil deal. He's a, he's a freshman. He's a rookie. Love to see his debut in one form or another. Has he played yet? Have we? Has he been on the field yet? I don't. I don't, I don't remember seeing him. Yeah, I, don't I don't think, think he's so played either. yet. But uh, Texas, 19-and-a-half-point favorites, which is really interesting because BYU is, you know, still strong. Still strong. I mean, it's the university that produced Puka Nakua, if you know. But uh, <laughs> Leo Vegas is giving you 19-and-a-half for Texas if you're interested in getting in on that action. Let's talk, let's talk the other big game of tomorrow. And it's actually known as in in the southern in the southern states, and you know this, JC. It's, oh, yeah. it's known as the world's largest cocktail party. <laughs> Georgia Georgia versus Florida tomorrow in Jacksonville. Wow, yeah. big game! Right now, right now in Jacksonville, people are absolutely ex- hammered. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was going to reference some some. Uh, drunks in the streets of seattle but that's how we're feeling <laughs> duval yeah yeah oh man that'll be uh that'll be fun tomorrow georgia florida georgia's still ranked number one so they should be in my opinion you gonna check any of that game out tomorrow is that gonna work into your saturday sked i think so they're favored by uh two tutties so i'm gonna try to sneak it in there in the afternoon and and see what happens after the kids swim lessons and yeah. after i have to go renew my car insurance because apparently you can't do it online anymore is that right yeah now do you know off the top of your head and sorry for the question do you know if that game's in florida or georgia is that between the hedges in athens or is that in in it's, the swamp it's in northern florida it's a oh actually, it's in jacksonville you yeah, said apologies a, that's okay it's a neutral site of course it is yeah of course it is you gotta get, find somewhere to, well we, yeah we got to get everybody there as many people <laughs> as possible yeah yeah so it's going to be um, an interesting one. I mean, Florida hasn't been on top of their game this year. Georgia, you know, kind of a sleeping giant, even if you can say so, for a team that hasn't lost in two years. But, yeah, it could be interesting. It's a rivalry. You never know what happened when the uh, the dogs and the gators get together. Let's get into the Michigan Minute, Jamal. Can we? Let's go. Man, every day, every day has been a moment in time for the Michigan Wolverines this week. I think Cheryl Crow said it best. Every day is a winding road. That's good. That's good. So, so where are we at? The the person in question this he's not one of the 10 the 10 official coaches on the Michigan coaching staff. He's a they keep referring to him as a low-level staffer. His name's Connor Stallions. And yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. That's a that's an adult entertainer's name. That's his government. That's his gov. Wow. That's his gov, bruv. <laughs> he he again isn't an assistant coach. He is is sort of an auxiliary staffer. Now apparently, apparently, I'm just taking off what I've read on Twitter every day this week, and I've been following this pretty pretty hot and heavy, and and following college football insiders, which I am not in reality, but maybe in my own head. And what's happened here is that this guy has gone to games and recorded other teams playing, essentially, or he's bought tickets and someone's went and recorded. 
um, these other teams playing, non-Michigan teams playing. And that, as stated in the rules of the NCA, for whatever that's worth, is a violation. You're not allowed to do that. Everyone gets the tape of each other, but you can't go there in person and watch. And this guy, Connor Stallions, bought tickets and went to these games or someone went on his behalf and and taped tape these signals. Then when you're watching a football game, mostly in college, you see like big placards and different signs and different, uh, often like at Oregon, they've got like three guys in different colored shirts giving different signals, right? So, so sign signals to be clear, sign signaling, sign signal stealing happens all the time. Oh yeah. All the time. Teams brag, brag about it. Totally, totally. And again, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? But it's stated in the rules, you can't do this and Michigan it appears has done this. Now, this guy has used his own name to buy tickets. I mean, he's only making 55K a year. I think he spent like 37K on tickets. So I'm going to make the inference that Michigan is buying these tickets for him, yeah. even though his name is on it, which is a really dumb move to put his name on it. But but Michigan is paying for this. And these clips are popping up. If you go down a rabbit hole, like you can see that he's standing beside Coach Jim Harbaugh. Um, sort of whispering in his ear. Again, he's not one of the 10 coaches. He's just a staffer, but he seems to be a part of it. So I don't know, man. This is a, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. And it's all about the um, the degree of, of severity that, that one may deem fit. Now, here's where it gets interesting, right? The NCAA hasn't said anything, but where's the Big Ten? Like, is the Big Ten going to say anything on this? Are they going to bring the hammer down? This is happening in live time. This isn't like something that happened a year ago, years ago. Let's also remember that my guy, Coach Blind Jim Harbaugh, Coke Bottle Jim, he was suspended for the first three games of the year, right? So yep. he's only like, he's had a rocky road already, already. The thing is, though, and here's the rub, and if you're not a huge college football fan, you will understand this, and let me let me be clear, JC. TV controls college football. Yes. So the Big Ten and Fox and NBC want Michigan to make the Final Four to play. Yes. Because they're the best team in the conference, likely, and they need they need, it's a good look on the Big Ten if they do really well and maybe win it all, right? But 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 also now it's all getting really shady and really murky and. And I don't know, a little while ago, the aforementioned Coke bottle, Jim Harbaugh, he was, there's talk about a contract extension. Now there's rumors, you know, fast forward, not long, three weeks, he's going to flee to the NFL next year, right? Because he's got to get away from this. So I don't know. What's the punishment? Maybe there's a, yeah. What's the punishment, Jamal? What are your, what are your thoughts? My thoughts, you said it so well, and I agree. I think that they won't make an example of them in season right now because they need them as far as like big, uh, the Big Ten and the NCAA. Yeah. I think if a punishment does come down the line, it's retroactive. I think we see something in the off season, and maybe it's like mm-hmm. taking away title or taking away uh, sure. scholarships or sure. something to that effect. But I will say this as well. There's a bigger thing here that's really archaic and really annoying to me, and that's the fact that the Big Ten isn't using headsets like the NFL does. Good point. Good point. Even in an interview on ESPN uh, this week, Nick Saban said, you know what? We've got the funds in the SEC, the Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC, these large entities. Of course. So why can't we have... That and also it just preps the kids for the pro game. Anyway, so I feel like it's just one of these holdovers, and 
the shit's hit the fan. Oh, and Michigan, has it ever? Yeah, Michigan is is catching the the worst of it. But I don't think we'll see them be penalized during the season. I think it's going to come after season if mm-hmm. they if uh, the allegations are true. Mm-hmm. I hope you I hope you're right about that. That it's after the season. But this is really. This is really getting convoluted, and and I it meant what messy. I said. Like every day, there's something new about. It. I'm texting you every day the update, and it's like, well, what the hell, what the hell's going on now? And and it just, I mean, I'm extremely biased, but this is a bad look. Messy on, like a two year old making mud pies, big time. Yeah, big time. Messy like a two year old trying to get to sleep after eating all the Halloween candy that mm. they shouldn't have eaten. <laughs> Let's take a break. Justin, it's the most wonderful time of the year. The NBA is back, baby. We're two games in. <laughs> two out of 82, and then we got playoffs. We got mid-season tournaments starting next week, whatever the fuck that is. Sure. But let's go. Let's talk that b-ball. So we're going to do a little bit of an exercise, a little bit of a fun game here. <laughs> We've witnessed two games, but we're going to do some hot takes and overreactions. I like to think about this in the same fact, the same way that I think about the uh, conversations I have with my wife mm. at 2 a.m. Mm. when we had an infant oh. uh, just d- robbing us, depriving us of, of our sleep. And we say things that were untoward or things that were regrettable. And we decided that there is a, a bit of immunity here between these certain hours and whatever we said. We we hit that reset button in the let morning. Let it go. We let it go. So between you and me and God, our listeners. that's relatable. <laughs> between you and me and our listeners, these hot takes don't hold on to don't them. hold on to them so you wanted to talk about the new look bucks i like i like again hot takes after two games but i like the new look bucks my friend from portland dame lillard scores 39 in his first game with the Woo. bucks i like again early early big time overreaction but whatever let's go with it I like the pairing of those two cats. To me, going forward, that feels nice. Giannis and Dame. Giannis on the inside, so athletic, driving, always going downhill, out-athleting everybody, the clutch gene that Dame has. We'll see what it's like in the playoffs, but to me, this feels good. This feels like the match of me at McMinimins in Portland. This feels <laughs> this feels right. This feels right. You're home. Yeah. <laughs> this feels right to me. What do you think quickly? I like it. Giannis able to defer to to uh to and Dame. he's probably happy to sorry to cut oh, you off yeah. he's probably happy now to have someone on his level and Dame is on his level that he can you know hey you want to you want to take the reins here for five or six minutes I'll I'll be the facilitator I'm quite happy to do that at this point exactly play a bit off ball also Dame has unlimited range he's going to spread that court open the lane up for Good Giannis gracious does he ever made some clutch shots made some free throws down the line this is uh this is looking good right now. Yeah. Let's talk your your Denver Nuggets. The glosses Denver Nuggets. Did you see that pass that Jokic threw tonight? Wow. Pass of the year. Move over Russell Wilson. Mm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, good call. He could probably do a better <laughs> job. How you feeling about the Nugs early? You know, I did put a little bit of a Skrilla down. Hey. Oh, hey. And, uh, Plus 650. We need a sound effect for every time <laughs> y- we talk about your sprinkling. <laughs> <laughs> 
this be- this bet stamp app's got right gone right to your head and right to your wallet and bless your heart, pal. I did put a little future bet on as I like to do. Cha-ching, um, cha-ching, cha-ching, was, cha-ching. <laughs> it was really hard to believe that it was uh people were overthinking it. It's plus six fifty on Denver. They're not the favorites. People are leaning towards the the aforementioned Bucks oh, and okay. the Celtics. But you know what? We watched no. them beat the Lakers the other night. They took care of business uh, tonight. I believe I got Jokic had another triple double. He's he ought to do. Mm. Reigning MVP. You got everybody back. You got a few new pieces. Bruce Brown's, I think, in Indiana wearing fucking like farmer's clothing now. Mm. So you got to fill in that role. But KCP looked good the other night. Michael, Michael Porter, Porter shooter. shooter looks a little swole. Got his hair done. Mm. They look good, man. Don't overthink it. They're gonna repeat as champs. That's my hot take. Love it. Uh, let's talk Phoenix Suns. Your boy, your boy Book, got his first Kate. signature Nike shoe. That's the most important thing. The that's book in the won. that's on the mail over to the Cox residence, eh? <laughs> oh yeah. Surprise! Pure later didn't show up while I've been over here, even though it's... <laughs> it'll be out for retail to us uh, norms on uh, normies uh, in, in the uh, spring, but. Booker took over that game the other night yep. against Golden State, closed it out. He had 36 or 38, had, I think, eight assists or something like that. There was questions about Phoenix not having a point guard. You don't need a fucking point guard. I'm going to no. talk to the manager. No. I am the fucking manager. <laughs> nice. And it's so nice, too, that DeAndre Ayton is out of the way so yeah. that KD and Book and Bradley Beal can just go to the rack and they don't have DeAndre Ayton's big ass in the way. I know. Talk about dominating. He's He was a problem. Um, Booker, to me, the hot take here. <laughs> cut you off. Booker is now a top five. You were saying that in the NBA playoffs player. last year. Yeah. I know. I see your Jamal Murray and I see your Jamal Murray, and I raise you a Devin Booker. It's early. I like it, though. I like the chutzpah. You, you're crapping on on uh, on Portland now that Dame's gone. Yes. I kind of like I like the mix in Portland. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Oh. Yeah. I think they're going to be a 7-8 seed. Write that down. <laughs> You'll get some good odds on that. Put today. that in your futures betting. I like the mix there. Young team. I'm not going to say they're going to light the world on fire, but I think it's better than people think. Also, a couple years ago, everyone could not stop rubbing up against Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon. Yes. And he's there now. I think he's a, a steadying influence. Our guy, Shannon Sharp, the dunker from London, Ontario. I like the mix there. I think it's better than than you think it is. And a lot of people, I like what's happening in Phoenix. I'd still go to a game in Phoenix. Portland. That's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. For the listeners at home, I wrote down PDX. Yes. This is the Portland uh, airport, airport code. And it I looks remember. Like, it looks like PHX is yeah. Phoenix. So just a little bit of uh, how the sausage is made. So it's that's on Jamal, not Justin. I got boots on the ground. My buddy Joe went to the Clippers game the other night against Portland, and he shared some info, some intel. And he Against Portland? Who was against Portland? Uh, Portland was against the Clippers. Clippers won by uh, double digits, took care of business. Scoot was a bit nervous. Yeah, it's early. It's Aiden early. Again, these are overreactions. These are overreactions. But my hot take here is that Portland, and I'm going to just throw them in the mix too, mm. uh, Washington, the Wiz, they're not. Neither team will win thirty games this year. Wow. They'll win less than wow. thirty games. Started from the bottom, now we're here at the bottom. That's wow. how it's gonna be. Jordan Poole just got punched in the face again. <laughs> Doesn't end. Wow, harder than Draymond. You punch harder than Draymond. It's a tough day for Michigan. <laughs> John Morant gonna make it through the year this year. You gonna play an entire season? Well, he doesn't start till the twenty-five game, forty-one game. How yeah. long is he suspended for? Twenty-five, I believe. Yeah, thank you. 
Yeah, so Yikes. here's my John Morant take. That ESPN story came out, kind of a tell-all. There's a lot of issues in that camp. His dad's a problem. He's There's a lot of things going on. My hot take is that he will be playing on a different NBA team next year. Mm. This is his final year in Memphis. Mm. This is a hot take, mm. but I think hot he needs a change of scenery. It's better for the organization and for himself. So let's see how things pan out. We'll talk more about Memphis in time to come. Um, for sure, there's a long season ahead of us, but that's a mess right now. As again, we're two games into the NBA season. There's 125 international players on NBA rosters this year. 26 Canadians. The so, game, the game truly is moving internationally, and and you and I have talked about the Canadians, and we will continue to talk about the Canadians going forward as you've got your permanent residency now. But, man, quite something. There is a, a notable shift here. Wembayama, Doncic, like the aforementioned Joker in Denver. There's, It's pretty great. I, I used to say or used to be known that soccer was the most popular game in the world. Uh, might, take, uh, might take basketball, might take hoops now, pal. Nice hot take, and I think so. I mean, I think people all over the world. I mean, we had those FIBA championships, as you said, in like Jakarta or wherever it was, and we had Canada taking home the the bronze, beating the U.S. team, and the place was packed. And the place was packed, mm-hmm. and people were just thirsty for for basketball. So mm-hmm. I think it is uh, usurping uh, soccer potentially. It's on that trajectory, and it's cool to see a fifth of the international players in the NBA are Canadians. What makes the game so much more accessible is the price point. Like, let's yes. let's be clear. Yes. Why soccer has always been the favorite game of the globe and why basketball is now, in our opinion, coming, coming really, really close and maybe surplanting them as the most played sport on planet Earth. And it's accessibility. You don't need all the gear. You don't need all these leagues and costs, although we have that in many places. But all you need is a ball and a rim. There you go. Right? Like, that's all you need. Yeah. Anywhere. Outdoor, indoor. And just get it done. And that's why people can get into basketball because they can touch it. They can feel it. You can pick up a ball on the streets of Jakarta and take a couple shots and be like, wow, basketball's great and it's fun and it's hard. And look how great these international players are. I'd like to believe for people of a certain age, Michael Jordan is possibly the most recognizable or a famous athlete in the world and i think that is expanded on to like kobe lebron yeah. and ultimately i think there's a few guys here internationally that are now going to take that mantle like you said Wimbanyama, Jokic is huge now luka etc mm-hmm. etc et i'm leaving some guys out uh, but yeah future's bright america better step the game up hey less aau more fundamentals here here <laughs> let's take a break Welcome back. We're going to go through the best of the rest. So this is everything else that's kind of catching our eye as we move into the weekend in the world of sports. First thing is the MLS playoffs coming up. We talked about last week how Vancouver Whitecaps are in the playoffs against LAFC. We're blue. We're white. We're in dynamite. <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on with the series there, JK? So this is North American style. This is not a two-game aggregate like they do in Europe. This is a best of three Starts tomorrow, 
in LA. Again, this is the Vancouver Whitecaps versus LAFC. Part owners, Will Ferrell. Starts tomorrow night, 6 o'clock Pacific time, I believe. They go the 28th. Their next game's on Sunday, the 5th in Vancouver. Golly, I wish we were going to that. Mm-hmm. And then the following Thursday could be the deciding game if necessary. I'm into this series, JC. Definitely, definitely be sprinkling some units on the BetStamp <laughs> app. Absolutely. But yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna catch a little bit of this tomorrow night. I'll light a couple T-bombs at you. But yeah, I'm into the MLS playoffs. Really, really stoked that the Whitecaps are there. They're the only Canadian team in the playoffs. You know, I went down to Portland to watch um, the Mighty Caps. So yeah, I'm into this. I like, I like the Caps. Caps are buzzing. Let's go. Yeah. As you said, our favorite part of the year, everything is popping off right now. As well, we talked about uh, Christine Sinclair rounding out of her career. She's got a few more games, I believe four more games with the Canadian national team as she moves into retirement. And we are fortunate enough to have the penultimate game here mm. in Langford. Early December. Yeah. Home of PFC. It'll be cool if, you, uh, if you're so inclined, if you're able to get tickets, that'll be a, a legendary moment, kind of waving goodbye to one of the best to ever do it. That might be a nice night out there in Langford. That might be a reason to go to Langford. <laughs> You're Langford Aside from adverse. Costco. I am Langford adverse. You know that. And that's yeah. how I feel. But that's a reason to go. We might have to work that into the schedule. We can work it out. I was in Langford a couple of nights ago playing tennis. So of course you were. It's a, it's a bit of a haul, but you know, you do what that's... you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of tennis, my guy Ben Shelton won in Tokyo last week. It was 500 level, his first ATV tour win and i just want to give him a shout out he moved up to number 14 in the world as of uh you know time of recording this i think next week things are shifting he might bounce down 15 or 16 because he didn't play this week but i just wanted to take a moment and say fuck the haters because <laughs> there's been so many people in comments threads that have been calling out his loss in the u.s open to novak djokovic djokovic hanging up the phone on him Right. All this other stuff. Right. But Ben has been really cool. It's his rookie season. Kid just turned 20. Damn. And look at him now. He's doing what he's doing. I love it. He brings so much energy and just, just, I don't know, just fire to the sport. So I like watching him play at the U.S. Open. But a question for you. Now, we talked about that the tennis season a few episodes ago was sort of coming to its end yes doesn't feel like tennis ever ends does it, does it ever end i'm i'm up late one night i can't sleep i'm not the best sleeper i'm watching something from japan i believe yeah and, it was the tokyo yeah and then previous to that i was watching some late night action from mexico like yeah just tennis never sleeps tennis never sleeps just like uh episodes of uh seinfeld are always on so is tennis i feel like um there's really only an off season of like I'm not exaggerating, like four to six, four Easy. to six weeks. And we're running up the ATP tour. Next week, they'll be in uh, Paris. They'll be in Paris for one of the final big 1,000-level uh, Masters tournaments. And then we're going to shift our focus to the uh, kind of under-23 tournament. So it doesn't end. It just It's ongoing. <laughs> what, do they take Pretty a much. month off for Christmas or something, and that's it? Basically, it'll be done mid-November. They'll, you'll see Instagram pictures of uh, people on beaches and then next thing you know, it will be in Australia. A <laughs> um, couple other quick points, JC. I'm excited. We had we haven't talked any NFL in this episode, and we don't need to. But what I'm excited about is Sunday. Yes, I'm excited to see the Seattle Seahawks retro unis on Sunday. Ooh. We haven't seen those yet. They play the Browns on Sunday. 
Deshaun Watson apparently has been massaged too thoroughly. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. The massage was too thorough. And um, But I'm really excited to see those unis in, in full flex. I think that'll be cool. I'm ex- I, that's, that's my only point about the NFL. I'm excited about the Hawks unis on Sunday. Fair? Very fair. And to quote an episode of a Dave Chappelle show, and I'm going to blank out the words I shouldn't say on mic, about Deshaun Watson with that guaranteed contract, they should have never gave y'all money. <laughs> that one that one might bite them. Also on the weekend, and it was 20 years ago, and let's just, let's just as we're doing the best of the rest and we're rolling through it, let's talk a little hockey. Let's talk that hockey. Yeah. 20 years ago, there was the original Heritage Classic. They're doing the Battle of Alberta in Edmonton. I think it's in Edmonton. And... Um, the, the Oilers are struggling. The Flames are struggling. But yeah. what's cool about that on a more personal level, JC, is I was a university student in Edmonton 20 years ago. This game happened Saturday night. I snuck in to the Legends practice. I should have went to class, but you know what? That wasn't really my foray. And, uh, <laughs> and I snuck in. It was close to where I live. I decided I'm just going to check some gates. I just kept opening doors and gates to see if I could get in. I wanted to see Gretzky. Of course. In the last episode, I mentioned I saw David Beckham in this same stadium, in Commonwealth Stadium. This is the original. This is the OG out, outdoor classic, and at the time, the Heritage Classic. And I went in and watched like the Oilers and the Habs legends practice, man. I felt it was something I had to do as a, as a proud Canadian at the time, living in the cold-ass prairies, man. And it was <laughs> cold. It was cold, cold that weekend. And I skipped class, and um, I found an open gate, and I walked in, and I just... They had this 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 rink built in the middle of the football field, and all sixty seven thousand people were there. And come no, well, there was like a thousand people there on the morning I was there. <laughs> but it was just something I felt I had to see. Like I wasn't going to go to the game; that wasn't in my student budget. But I on the Friday morning, mid late morning, I just went in and I got in there and I had a little look around and I saw Gretzky with my own eyes. It was sort of something I felt I needed to do. Something that's, oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, it was neat. I, my eyes are wide as listening to that story because that is something that is, uh, you'll never forget. Also, 20 years ago, you'd look a day over 32. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I feel 31. <laughs> Until tomorrow morning. Um, but yeah, so they're doing another one tomorrow night, I believe. As mentioned, both teams are struggling. That's kind of fun. No, it's going on. Every January 1st at all these stadiums now, they're doing these outdoor games. Like, the outdoor game has kept rolling. I like the outdoor game. They did a great outdoor game between the Leafs and the Red Wings at the Big House one year. I think that was actually one of the best. But the original was in Edmonton all those years ago, 20 years ago now, cough, cough, when I was there. And, um, yeah, it's kind of cool they're doing it again. I imagine they didn't have to worry about uh, the temperatures being cold enough there as they do often when they're playing in, like, San Jose. Yeah, or Dallas. <laughs> Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, they got the they've got the ice figured out in those warm markets, thank God. Uh let's quickly, quickly World Series started tonight. Yeah. Shout out to George W. Bush and uh Strategery. He threw out the first pitch <laughs> tonight in Texas. He's a former Texas Rangers owner. The only thing I really want to say, does this series grab you at all? Only because it's teams that I didn't expect to be there. Yeah. Networks are mad, but it's kind of fun. No, yeah. Maybe not like the biggest markets, but hey, if you're in the American Southwest. Dallas, pretty big market. Yeah. Power to you. Yeah. You got a a rooting interest? Have you picked a side? Texas is a... 
the minus, Rattlers? <laughs> minus 175. So it's it's tight between the two. I... So pick let's take the pick other a team. Dog. I'm going to take the other dog. We'll go with the we'll go with the Diamondbacks. You're going Diamondbacks? Yeah. Great pick. I'll take the Rangers just to be different. Yeah. Sounds good. Let's see who wins. Let's bet um, a couple bet stamp <laughs> units. <laughs> Trading. Yeah, a couple bet stamp units. Okay. Quickly, uh, the manager of the Texas Rangers is Bruce Bochy. Now, Bruce Bochy is the longtime manager of the San Francisco Giants. They yes. won three titles. Yes. Shout out to Buster Posey. Shout out to Matt Kane. Shout out to Pablo Sandoval, the panda, Brian Wilson, and his beard, the closer, oh, if you Brian remember. Wilson. I lived in San Francisco during that whole era. I could tell them so many stories about it. And that was before I had kids. So I used to go to San Francisco quite frequently. And I'd go to, I went to like three or four Giants games over the course of like two or three years. Oh, man. What a ballpark. Such good times. That pitching uh, squad was amazing. Uh, shout out to Steve Lins or uh, sorry, uh, Lincecum. Tim Lincecum, the freak. Lincecum. Yeah, the freak. Tim Lincecum, Washington Zone, nice. the Washington Zone, and those teeth. <laughs> I love Tim Lincecum, the freak. Anyway, Bruce Bochy was the manager of that squad. They won three rings. If you remember, they won three rings over six years, every second year. And what I love about about Bruce Bochy, the manager of the Texas Rangers in the World Series, and this is an old wives' tale, and I can't vouch for it, but it doesn't matter because I love this story. Apparently, Bruce Bochy's head is so big, it's so grand, it's so wide <laughs> that you can fit a six-pack of beer in his hat. <laughs> His head is so big that his fitted hat can hold a six pack of beer. So like a, apparently like the joke was they used to get some ice and put it in his hat and then they put like a six pack of Budweiser in his hat. Oh my god. He'll forget he's forgotten more baseball than you'd ever uh, oh. ever remember. Oh. Ever know. You you know the line. I butchered it. But that's amazing. Bochi and the other thing I love about him is his voice. Oh yeah. He's great got that voice. like gravelly raspy yeah, voice yeah, yeah. and he's just so like yeah, laid he's a back. Ball player. Oh yeah, he's great. Um yeah, we, we gave us our gave you our picks. But this uh wrapping up, I just want to get to our Q and A with J and J as we're talking a little bit of baseball here. Q&A with J&J brought to you by drivers who leave too much space between cars at stoplights. Just calling you out because the other day I couldn't get into the left turn lane. was desperate to get into that lane and make the light and get to my destination. And then I realized the car in front of me just left a car's length gap for no reason. And I see this frequently in Victoria and it's a pet peeve of mine. And that's it. I might be the only person that gives a whatever about this, but mind the gap. Mind the gap. Fall into the gap. <laughs> or, yeah. or move into the gap. Move into the gap. You're not going to get rear-ended and hit What's the car the question? in front of you. What's the question? The question is this. Talking baseball, if you are a batter, you're about to come up, you're on the on-deck circle, or you're a closer, you're running out onto the, the field to get a save and win the game, what would be your walkout song or runout song? This is hard. This is hard. And you get you can give me a few options. Can you start, please? Yep. First one, just for a little bit of can con here. It's easy, low hanging fruit. Gonna go Drake. Started from the bottom. Now we here. It's hmm. easy, right? You you grind in. You got to the the majors. You're doing your thing. Started from the bottom. It song hits. It's fun. Yeah. Well, in that same breath, I think one of the one of the uh, options I had listed on my sheet here is um, it's it takes me back to a little bit of nostalgia with a, a great Canadian Jose Batista, but it's Trophies by Drake. Oh, 
trophies is great. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, 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 it works. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. It works. That's a great one. Yeah. I like it. I had another one. If I want to go uh, Sans Drake yeah. and get, get a little Don't bit you of, dare. <laughs> more of, uh, for the, uh, the non-Blue um, Jays contingent, get money. Don't, don't, don't get yeah, that's money. A, that's a good tune. Get money. Little B.I.G., little it little depends. Tim. It depends what kind of mood you want to set yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah. So the other one I had written down, it's not original. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. And that is, if you're a reliever, often now... Actually, they've got goal songs in the NHL now. Some arenas have yes. goal songs. Like if you score, you have your own individual goal song, which I think is really cool. The Buffalo Sabres do a good job of that. But, but one that jumps out to me is a former San Diego Padres closer, and he was absolute nails, and that's Trevor Hoffman. Oh, yeah. And he used to walk out to Hell's Bells. Oh. Right? Yeah. And that there's this sort of gong in the beginning of Hell's Bells as he walks out and that he starts he wa- he starts walking and then it's a slow jog and then he kind of picks up speed and Hell's Bells does the same by ACDC, those great Aussies that they are. And that that's still again, that still makes my hair stand up. I like that. I, I like, like that. I like that shit. I got a bit of a cheesy one as my closeout. If I, if I'm sorry, I got a cheesy. I got a cheesy one too. It's, okay. Yeah. If I'm a closer and I'm uh-huh. coming in, uh-huh. kind of a Hoffman or a Mariano Rivera, yeah. something like that, eighth inning, just need to get three outs and get out of here. Final countdown. That's not bad, Scotty Pippen. That's not bad. My my funny one, and it's more just for a little bit of can con on a. Saturday afternoon and I if I was a batter and I wasn't that great I'd do a little bit of Len steal your sunshine <laughs> I like it <laughs> yeah I like it I think it's peppy enough that it works and I also think it's kind of funny and you know maybe the pitcher's in a good mood and then you take him deep I'll steal your sunshine <laughs> that's a good one and that concludes another episode of the Sports Class with Justin Jamal. Thanks for joining us as always. If you haven't done so, please find us on Instagram at the Sports Class as well. Slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. Tell please us Please slide into our DMs. Tell us what kind of uh, Halloween candy you'd like. Tell us what you'd use for your walk up song. Dying to know. Please do it. Send us your bet stamps betting slips. Oh, yeah. Screenshot it. Yeah. Let's take it. <laughs> we want to see those bad beats, too. <laughs> we want to send them up the ladder. <laughs> and speaking of which, please go to signupexpert.com slash SG. Hook us up. Hook up our friends at BetStamp. If you're going to bet, you might as well do it with us. The thing about BetStamp is they kind of like coordinate and clarify all your betting options in your region there so it makes it real easy even if you're a novice better like certainly i am it makes it it's an easy place to sort of wade into the waters and i gotta tell you i'm off to a great start <laughs> i can't say the same but hey you live to fight another day justin what do we always say to the people survive and advance peace